are travel the world, and that's what he has done. So I also I did. did. So <laughs> many of you guys watching have done the sell your car thing. That's how you know. Yeah. That's how you know you're ready to blast off. You sell your car. That's that commitment to go location independent. So we talk all about that future of remote work, what it's really like living out of a suitcase for six years. You know, you, you're probably more than six years now. How many years have you been? Uh, Ten. Well, Ten. yeah, I mean, I'm not living out of a suitcase right here, right now, but I'm on the move. So I could be cool. in a year's time. Awesome. Exactly. That's what it's all about, being where you want to be, when you want to be. Okay, cool. We're published live. So, um, yeah, I'll go back to your uh, your website here if you guys want to check him out. Uh, he's got a uh, very successful uh, podcast agency as well, which is another thing I'm very curious about because I got to step hmm. up my podcast game. I, I just do. Um, and so maybe we can uh, throw some tips in about that. But um, yeah, one uh, for people that, that don't know you, like where are you located right now and kind of, uh, yeah, what's your, um, what's your quick uh, background and kind of what you do? Based here in Singapore. And I'm not Good. from Singapore. I'm from colder climates, as we were discussing yep. off air here, mm -hmm. London. I haven't lived in London for 10 years. So 10 years ago, I did that, fired my boss, sold my car, traveled the world. The boss at the time actually had my own business. So I saw the boss as my business. The fact that you could mm -hmm. build a business and it could actually be the boss of you, yep. Yep. which is actually an interesting trap to fall into because you start a business thinking that you're going to have all this kind of freedom and then you end up just having a, a reasonably well-paid job where you work mm -hmm. Saturdays and Sundays. So it was really trying to break out of that and then go travel. So we did a bit of traveling. I'm sure we're going to that today. And then mm -hmm. I'm back here in Singapore. So it's sort of been a 10 year loop, which is still yeah. ongoing. So it's not the final yeah. chapter. Let's put it that way. Yeah, no, it's like the world is, is a huge fucking place and you can be where you want to be when you want to, when you want to be there. Like, that's that's right. the whole fucking point. Of I know that he's, he's in Bangkok and I'm in Singapore. How about that? Yeah, yeah, that's, that's Very, the beauty you know, of Same, this, same, right? but different. It's a short little Nobody flight. Nobody knows. Yeah, cool. So uh, let, let's start it off with just jumping into this question. What is life really like living out of a suitcase for six years? Hmm. It's the short answer. So imagine. The uncut truth. Yeah. What's the reality? Unvarnished. You know, we we see all these Instagram, you no. know stories and posts and vlogs in bali and you know digital nomad life it's paradise and rainbows all the time you know what's it really like what do, what do you tell people well there's two parts to the answer then there's one about instagram we can talk about that and the, the first part really is about what's it really like which is you know most people's lives they have comfort so you know some people around you you go to an office, you have your local communities, you're part of your neighbors, your family, your extended friends, and so on. You take all of that away, what happens is, is effectively you take the floor away from your existence and you also take the, the ceiling off. So there's no ceiling and there's no floor in your lifestyle. So what it means is when you're traveling and living out of a suitcase, because you don't have that comfort and that routine and identity, things like that, you know, I am this person, mm. I go to this job, I have this role and so on. Mm. I live in this place where I grew up. Because you don't have that, the highs are much, much higher and the lows are much, much lower. 
and they will test you. They will stress test your relationships, your beliefs and everything that you're doing. And in many ways, you'll go through those dark moments where, you know, the, the, you have serious doubts about what you're doing. So it ain't all rainbows. It's tough. Yeah. And it's, you're very vulnerable as well. You know, in the mechanics of it, you know, if you land in a place you don't know, like you fly into Bali or you fly into Bangkok and you're with your family, you're hungry, you don't know where you're going to stay, you know, you're hangry, all those kind of survival mindsets kicking in here. That's tough. You know, you spend a lot of the time on the road looking for food, right? You take all that stuff for granted. So it is, it's hard. Yes. But at the same Eating time, it's a full-time warm. job. And, yeah, and you're so in survival you're mode. You're foraging. Yeah. <laughs> so like, um, so when you, I call it blasted off to, uh, yeah. you know, go location independent, um, you had your own business. Was it like already a successful business? So you, you weren't like, uh, like trying to figure out like how do i how do i make a living uh, mm. uh remotely or did you already have a remote thing set up because when, when i started it was like hadn't made money online yet just kind of jumped in sold my car uh and kind of just went for it i'll figure it out on my laptop yeah that's sort of what so a lot of people I, are doing now right yeah well I, I you know it's it's part of my journey and i get that question a lot like should i have an online income stream yeah, yeah. before I blast off, before I quit. And I have many videos about this and it's it's really up to you and your life situation. There's mm. many different factors, how much savings you have. Can you go back to your job? Is that a thing? Your, your responsibilities back home. It's just, it's just so many factors that lead into that decision. If, if But if that's what you want to do, if you want to light that fire under your ass, like, uh, you know, you figure, figure out a, a way to earn remotely or, go back to hmm. the job if, if that's what motivates you if that's you know what you want to do then you can you can do it for somebody like you that may be a good way of doing things and you're obviously a survivor and a somebody who figures it out and you jump in at the deep end and you figure it out and that mm -hmm. works for some people but not everybody that's the thing isn't it and that's i think key in terms of strategy is tailor making the strategy for you because you're probably more of a risk taker than the average person. Yeah. And a lot of people are getting into location independence who aren't necessarily like huge risk takers. You know, they're not sort of like the really extreme foragers in society that were probably, you know, years ago, the first ones, you know, the Chris Gillibos and the people who went out, Tim Ferriss's who went out and did all this stuff. But that is important because if you go and become location independence, and are in survival mode, you're either going to survive and thrive or die, right? And die literally means coming back. It's not going to be fatal. Yeah. Is it you're not going to die? Yeah. That's right. But you just, just, will yeah. maybe come back home with your tail between your legs. At least you gave it a try, right? Yeah. That's the main thing. For me, it yeah. was, uh, I had a telecoms business, which I grew and it was 12 years old by 2012. I didn't want to take it on anymore. I sold my interest to my business partner. And then, you know, we took a call from them. I was lucky, I was fortunate that somebody in 2001 said to me that, Graham, you're not going to make a lot of money out of your business long term. It's just going to be like a well-paid job. You're probably going to earn the same if you stayed in finance or, you know, you kind of went up the career ladder. So he said, to, you know, generate a business that creates a lot of cash flow, stick the cash flow in real estate. 
stick it into mm -hmm. assets that make money whilst you sleep, right? And by the time 2012 came around, those assets had done reasonably well, enough to kind of give me the confidence to go and then travel the world yeah. on our terms. It wasn't like, okay, I've got to do this. I've got to make passive income stream. I've got to make an online income stream within six months or we're out. Yeah. So at that time I had a bit of space. So I'd say to anybody, yeah. either you're going to jump in the deep end like Riley and just figure it out because you're a survival, or if you're not that kind of person, then you know, go with some kind of comfort, at least go take the trip, but know how to make money on Upwork or wherever it is, you know, freelance before yeah. you do it or have something on the way. Don't leave it all to chance when you're out there. Yep. Yeah. Comes down to your comfort level, your, your level of risk. And I, and I say, how fucking burnt out are you at your job? Like, you know, normally I tell people like, just if you have a good job, you're making good money, stick it out as long as you fucking can. But there comes that moment of burnout. It's like, I have no fucking choice. Like I can't go, I'm not getting in my car to drive to the fucking work. I'm done, you know? And that, that actually happened to me. I was doing the door to door sales, like mm. hustling. And there's one day I was like, I just pulled up to the block. And I, was, I do not want to get out of my car, you know? And I was already, you know, consuming the four hour work week and everything. And just like, so ready. And it's just like, you, when you're, when you know, you're ready, you're ready. You know, when, when there's that moment, um, what like, so, for a past version of yourself, um, you know, you know, young twenty something, thinking about going location independent. What are like the the tips, the the words of wisdom, things mm. to watch out for if someone's um, you know just starting a, a remote career and you know just sold their car or or if they're thinking about you know making the blast off and uh, want to go you know location independent. You know, whether that be, as you said, like a, a week, 52 countries in 52 weeks, you know, something ex as extreme as that, or just, you know, come out to, you know, Bali mm. or, or Singapore, like, you know, what, what are your main kind of like lessons learned and wisdom you share with the, the young hustlers? Mm. And old hustlers too. There's a few out there. Yeah, oh, totally. It's not right. Those guys off. So, yeah, I mean, I would say it all comes down to money at the end of the day, as much as we like to think it's not about money. Money is going to be the key factor in all of this, that you do not want to be ruled by money, but at the same time, it's going to determine your success at this. That the, Obviously, the more financially secure you are starting out, the better your decisions you're going to make. You're not going to be in survival mode, and you're going to be able to make decisions more on what's important to you in the long term which is really going to be the key to happiness. What's going to make you happy as opposed to just kind of like making sure you can make, you know, bank at the end of the month. So I think having a good financial base before you go is important. Um, figuring it out is hard work and it's chance building some kind of assets or knowledge of how to make create money online before you go is important. You know, stick with the job, do the Friday, do the Saturday, Sunday side hustle until you can get that thing off the ground. Mm -hmm. then you can make a better decision about it. I think the other thing about, you know, I mean, the importance of money is that it's no fun being broken paradise, is it? Yeah. It's great living the Instagram lifestyle, but if you don't have any cash, I tell you, that's going to be hard work being in that kind of mindset. Yeah. And the other yeah. thing I think, especially there's a lot, I mean, it'd be interesting to hear your thoughts on this, Riley. There's a lot of literature in the location independent world about these sort of, you know, dream lifestyles. It's a bit like the the gym weight loss 
before and after photos. It's like, you know, can you get down to 7% body fat? It's like, why can't you get to 7% body fat? Like, what's wrong with you? Look, it's this easy. All well, you just have to follow this formula, mm. right? It's the same a little bit with location independence, like 100% passive income. It's a myth. Like, there's no such thing as 100% passive income. Like, even the people who get close to that don't actually want 100% passive income because they still want to be active. And I would say to everybody, it's like, just be cautious about all that kind of literature that promotes, like, you know, you can just kind of sit on a beach with a laptop and just watch all the, the dollars roll in. Because actually, if you're an entrepreneur, that ain't gonna make you happy. You know, like just doing nothing ain't gonna make you happy. If you're an entrepreneur, what makes you happy is, you know, doing more of the stuff that makes you happy. It's as simple as that. If yeah. talking to people, if hustling, if challenge makes you happy, create a lifestyle where you can do more of that, rather than, you know, here's a Instagram sunset. And let's see how many likes I get for that. You know, that ain't going to yeah. make you happy if you're an entrepreneur. Surely yeah. not. You know, you like challenge. You like the resistance. You like the struggle. That's what you're about, right? Mm -hmm. So I think that, you know, just training your mind to focus on the signal rather than the noise in the world of location independence. And, you know, what you do with your podcast is great, Riley, because you give people a platform to tell their stories. And not all of them are going to work for you or anybody listening, right? But there's ones that you can find that will work for you and just be, you know, conscious of that fact as well, that there isn't one strategy for location independence. I think people can have a lot of self-doubt, can't they, when they look at these pictures and say, well, why aren't I like that? Why don't I have a drop shipping outfit that's generating six figures every month lying on a mm -hmm. beach in Bali? Yeah, Not many people have that. The reality is most are sort of the 99% of yeah. doing are still hustling, right? Yeah, yeah. You only see the the, the success stories on social media, right? You don't see the the ninety nine other ones that uh, you know tried um, and didn't work out. And so, but yeah, that's that's part of the entrepreneur journey. Is um, usually your first business or your second business is not the one that takes off and makes you all the money. Um, after talking to hundreds, maybe even a thousand, like digital nomad, location independent, or you know whatever you want to call it, uh, friends. It's like, oh yeah, I started doing this. But now I do this and now I'm successful. It's always your first. And so that's one of the huge things is I always talk about. Oh, great. You're your first whatever business. Then take off. You're part of the course. That's mm. actually normal. It's very rare if your first project like takes off and makes uh, good money. Mm. Obviously not impossible, but um, yeah. And and, and uh, they, the other exciting thing, post-COVID now, you know, even more and more remote work opportunities hmm. with the big companies and every company are, are working. There's more and more and more re remote work positions. It was already going like this per both of our podcasts and books. And now COVID just psh, accelerated hmm. it. So on that topic of, you know, location independence and future of remote work, like, what what advice are you giving to to people who may be you know uh, be employees, but maybe you know they want to take that um, that uh, you know leap to work because everyone's working from home now, right? Mm. But the next step that people got to figure out in their job is how do I work from another country, from anywhere? You know, be it be it yeah, from anywhere, be it Mexico. Mm or Bali or different time zone. And so 
Yeah. What, what are the tips, tricks, hacks? I'm sure, you know, you have a lot of, you're talking about this, you know, you know, helping the, the corporate people yeah. go remote. What's, what's the, what's the news? What are you seeing? Tips, what is tricks, it funny? Hacks? Think about it, Riley. Like, you know, if you think all the way back to four hour work week, when that idea was first really floated in the mainstream that you could live anywhere. I mean, there was sort of variants of it before Tim Ferriss kind of wrote the book, but this idea that you could kind of, go out there with a backpack and live anywhere. Now, if you think about it, that that's now percolated into corporate thinking. So, you know, I spend most of my time talking to corporates, working with management consultancies, professional services firms, and it's obviously it's adapted. You know, they don't talk about digital nomads, obviously in their world, but you know, they're, they're sort of taking on these ideas that have for a decade or more been floating around in Chiang Mai or Changu. And that's in the corporate world now. So that's the reality. In the same yeah. way you've seen those kind of shifts, haven't you? Like, you know, vegetarianism was sort of a fringe or veganism or, you know, even things like sustainability. These are all fringe, hippie subjects, which have now become very much mainstream. If you go, mm -hmm. for example, if you talk to a company like McKinsey, the largest management consultancy in the world, they're talking about sustainability and the future of work, right? Mm -hmm. 30, 40 years ago, that was hippies only talking about this stuff, you know, mm -hmm. backpacking and, yeah. you know, like green issues. So I think the, to realize is that this is real. This is happening now. You know, this is out there. This isn't just digital nomading. This is work. This is yeah. the whole corporate world at play. You know, they're trying to figure mm -hmm. it out. Yeah. And I think, you know, one of the problems is, is that we, we have this sort of functional fixedness, which is this sort of psychological bias, which is that we only see things as the way that they should have been always done, right? You know, it's always been done like this. So a good example of that is cars, like we drive to work. So you say, well, why do you need to, why do you need to earn all this money? Well, I need to buy a car. Most people buy a car and it's an expensive outlay, isn't it? After tax income, you buy a car and why do you need to buy a car? Well, I need to drive to work. So yeah. why do you need to drive to car to buy a car? So it's like that sort of strange kind of functional fixedness that we've got in the mm -hmm. world of work. Once you take that away, if you think about it, that's 40 to 50% of after-tax income for the average person spent on a car. I'm not just talking about buying it, but maintaining it, running it, parking it. It spends 95% mm -hmm. of its time not moving. Mm -hmm. And when it does, just one person in it, right? Mm -hmm. Once you take that out of this idea of career and work, you could probably survive, enjoy life on half the salary of what you were earning before. But people say, no, mm -hmm. I can't move to Bali or I can't go here because I'm earning this much and I'm going to earn half of that working remotely for another company. But you're not commuting. You're not spending all that money worrying about this thing that's just sucking money out of your bank account every day. So yeah. that's, what, that's the tip. Get over that. You know, the tail wags the dog so much in the world of work everything around that so much of what we earn actually is spent on our ability to earn that money so cars yeah clothes eating yeah. lunch at the office yeah why do you, you know you having two weeks in the sun because you're so stressed out from work in the office right so you think take all that away what's left you don't need all yeah. those things right cars yeah gotta have a car like ever since i sold my car i haven't you know 
had a car or need for a car, but you know, of, of course, you know, once you, once you reach a certain level of income, stupid mm. money, then you know, you can just buy cars as like toys, but yeah, exactly. It's like less need for cars and we're going to have uh, another podcast in five years when we got the fucking autopilot Tesla's driverless driving all around that. the cities. Yeah. Just wait, folks. We're not even starting. You can live in one of them things. Yeah. Just keep driving yeah, just around. You're safe when you're driverless ready. Ubers are coming. That's coming in like a year or two. Uh, so yeah, just getting started on this whole technological thing. You know, this is just still the very beginning. We haven't even gotten into the full metaverse, you know, where we're doing podcasts in a few years with fucking the virtual reality goggles hmm. and like the YouTube viewers can like walk around and we can like high five the YouTube viewers and like meet them virtually. You reckon? But like, here's the thing, Riley. Don't you remember Second Life? Like years ago when that thing oh, was Oh, like, like Sims. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they, I mean, even I think Nike bought an island in Second Life for like a million and a half dollars or something. And everyone was mm. like excited. Second Life, Second Life. And that was back then, yeah. And then and it just kind of the, the sort of the whole thing degenerated into this sort of dating, sort of like sexing app for people who kind of got left over, the hangover of those, all mm. the, when all the corporates left, became like a dogging app, right? So all these kind of hookups in Second Life. So... <laughs> The thing kind Here, of here's the better second life. Quit the regular, you know, nine to five corporate life. Second life is out here, location independent. Yeah. You know, obviously we're we're the we're all bubbled. You know, you know, uh, uh, we're all doing it, and you know, most of the guys are you know into it and doing it that are that are watching this. But it's fucking it's a better life. Being yeah. location independent is it's just a fucking better life. Having well, you know, it's a mindset, about though, freedom, it, right? it's, you know, options. Life is about options. Yeah. So being able to choose where you are, you know, in the world, you know, and so fuck two weeks. You know, I, I like to say recently, two months is the new two weeks. You know, like all the time, it's like, you know, last year we did fucking two months in Croatia. That's unheard of. Back in normal world, unfucking heard of. No one, you, you know, most people you talk to have never done two months in another, you know, vacation destination, hmm. you know, but we're out here, you know, doing multiple years. And so, um, yeah. Where were we talking about? Second life, metaverse. Second life. These things are coming. How how adaptive, you know, they will get. But anyway, the, the, the point is, is this is still just the very beginning of, of the technological revolution mm. and the, the possibilities with the tech the technology will allow us to continue to work remote it's the mindset though that's the key part here yeah i think that the technology has pr front run the mindset and simply there's a difference between you know being digital and doing digital doing digital is just doing your current way of working but in the world of digital and being digital is basically taking advantage of all of that and it means being able to live and work anywhere. And mm -hmm. with that meaning, you know, you don't need a car, you don't need a job title. You don't need all the trappings of the corporate world that really define your identity and your story. And once you kind of declutter that, once you're able to free yourself of this, then you really do take advantage of 
what it means to be digital and live that second life, live location independence. And it doesn't mean that you have to do 52 countries, 52 weeks, all of that. It just means that you mm -hmm. can take advantage of this as and when you want and live life on yep. your terms. That's really what it's about. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Exactly. Digital nomad mindset. Uh, you know, and I have a video it's called something like uh, the location independent uh, professional. You know, it's like, it's just buzzwords, buzzwords like digital nomad, remote work. Like, but obviously, I'm a fan as well as um, you know. Hashtag no label. Hashtag no title. You know, because titles just give perceptions to things, and so whatever you want to call it. But as we were talking about before uh, we we went live, it's like I try to communicate uh, these days. Like you can have a hugely successful career, um, mm. and you happen to be location independent you know like there's plenty and plenty and plenty of rich motherfuckers um very successful motherfuckers running multiple businesses and they just happen to be location independent you know mm. the, the meaning they can be anywhere in the world that they want they can still get their shit done a mm. lot of them just from fucking this just from this just from their phone it's and terrible. so yeah. And so that's what I try to communicate. Like it, it, it's a mindset and you can, you can, um, you know, uh, set that up, set up, integrate location independence into the businesses that you start in the career path that you go down. Hmm. Um, and, uh, I, I try to communicate that to the young hustlers. It's like, okay, you are engaging me with me in some way because you found out about digital nomad location independent you know work remote destinations like bali or changu or mexico or whatever okay it may need it may mean if that's what really fires you up and if that's your dream to have location independence be able to travel the world where whenever you want and i've asked a lot of people online and real life this kind of survey question what is your dream? Most people integrate travel the world hmm. at some in some shape or form of their ultimate dream. And so you got to back up. Okay. The only way to be able to travel the world wherever you want is to be location independent in your, in your career. So some people that you know, going down a road, being a pharmacist or doctor or lawyer, well, it's just not going to work hmm. doing that. And so you kind of got to back up and, you know, think about what are your most important values. If you value being able to, uh, you know, live in France for many months at the time and live in different countries um, while, you know, operating in your career, then you got to pick a career that's, that's suitable for that and, you know, not be a, you know, a, a car mechanic or something like that. And so, um, yeah, these are some of the, the conversations that I have, um, you know, some because sometimes you got to back up and think, you know, rethink, hmm. you know, what is my dream and what what type of lifestyle that I want? Because, um, you know, as as 18 year olds were chose, OK, what do you want to study in college, a.k.a. like what career do you want? We have no idea what we want as an 18 year old, even even when we graduate, like as a 22 hmm. year old. And so, um, you don't know yeah, these possible. are, these are some of the, some of them. Yeah. 